Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 49 of Law School in Brief. This is Lydia. With me, as always, is the delightful. Oh, I thought you were going to add some more superlatives. (laughs) It's just Megan. It's just Megan. (laughs) The omniscient. Mm, um, Yes. I'll I'll, I'll workshop this. Okay. Okay. You deserve a lot of intro. (laughs) Oh, Lydia, you're too kind. The strong, the Mm. loyal, Mm. the lawful. (laughs) Oh, yes. Tell them how lawful I am. That's right. Character and fitness is gonna, no no issues there. So lawful. Yeah. 10 out of 10, really. <laughs> um, well, it's our 49th episode and um, we're, we're starting, I'm starting out with a smile just because we got some really sweet reviews on um, the iTunes podcast. We app. sure did. Yeah. Um, thank you to Mary and Julieta and Goosey53. I am not sure who that is. We cannot deduce who you are. You've done a good job of covering yourself up, but wherever you are, Goosey. Are you friends with any geese? Because I had a goose like enemy as a child, but Uh I don't think I have any goose friends now. Dang. Uh, Really quick mental scan. Nope. I don't, I don't think I have any geese Hmm. in my friend groups. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> all animals are welcome. Ducks, especially, you know, uh, should we start over? I don't know what nope. I'm talking about. No, you are stuck. <laughs> you are. <laughs> this is just, this is, you know, this is what the people are here for. They're here for the raw, uncut, unedited right. law You're school right. and brief experience. I've been really thinking about animals recently. Like, <laughs> That hamster video that I sent you, y'all might have seen us on Instagram, but there's the, someone made the most elaborate like obstacle course for their hamster that you've ever seen, including like a very small like ball pit and like so many tunnels. And I was like, wow, should I get a hamster? I don't know. That's the part of law school that I'm at right now. The should I get a hamster part? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So did you do your classic pros and cons lists for and against hamster ownership? I didn't because I'm almost sure I'm not going to get a hamster. Oh, well, I'm bored. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Quick aside about hamsters. When I was in preschool, we had a class pet that was a hamster and it was my turn to take it home for a week. And when I took it home for a week, I quote, gave it a bath. No. Um, and I, don't, I do not remember if it survived. Like, like my, wow. <laughs> my, my shoddy three-year-old memory of this mom, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, please fill, please fill us in on, on what happened. I but remember section of iTunes. Megan, the hamster killer. Remember how we just went on this whole thing about how I was lawful and 10 out of 10 ethical. Yes. Um, Anyway, yeah, like I remember washing it with hand soap and I was being so delicate and tender, but again, who knows? Who knows what happened? Um, anyway. I don't want to have to like take, give my hamster a bath or anything. I just kind of want an animal that's like pretty self-sufficient and sometimes cuddles with me. That's a cat. Yeah, so That's a cat. Yeah. Anyways. Um, anyway. Wow. What is up with you? What 
animal are you considering? I mean, what or, you know, <laughs> other major life change have you been thinking about instead of studying? This is, oh, oh my God, I actually love that question. Me too, um, I just came up with it, but here we okay. go. So let me tell you about what's been on my mind. Um, so Adam uh, and I spent yesterday creating out of like scrap materials at our house, a big compost cube in our backyard, um, which now makes me feel like I'm fucking like little house on the prairie. I'm like, bring on the chicken coop. Let's, let's raise animals on our land. Get a chicken coop. Oh yeah. So that's, that's like one big mental tangent. Um, the, the other one is this like idea that I had to go on a massive road trip. Um, but I think that's just quarantine setting in. Like I'm like anywhere, but here, um, that's, what's been on my mind. Um, and also I've been real. I mean, you've, you've kept your cards pretty close to the vest about how your, your, uh, dalliance as a, as a mechanic was, um, (laughs) this last week is the raccoon mobile up and running. Do you have to tell us? I, approve of us calling it the raccoon mobile for anyone new to the show um i bought a car at a salvage auction that i'm pretty sure raccoons lived in it just based on the prints the animal prints that made with dust on the sides of the inside of it there was one window that was just kind of punched out so i think that's how they made it their home mm-hmm. did they punch and the window out no the window was like very perfectly like it wasn't broken or anything. It just like was removed and all I did oh. was like glue it back on. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that's a high for the week is that I feel much more confident, like jacking up a car. It's obviously a little dangerous of an activity. So I was like worried about it, but nothing went wrong. I did not go under the vehicle. Um, I just did stuff on the side. So I replaced a fender liner, an ABS oh. cable, the air filter, passenger side mirror, a tail light, a rear reflector. I cleaned off, I cleaned out some like dust and dirt from the engine bay. So now that looks like nice, easier to work with. And then the headlights were all oxidized. So I sanded them down a little bit and I'm going to spray some clear gloss on them. So Holy there's crap. lots of progress. But if anyone listening knows anything about cars, they will not be impressed because these are all the easy things. And the other stuff that I mentioned last week that I had hoped to do was replacing a control arm and an axle. And the control arm kind of like comes first. And I just could not get that off. It's like bent out of shape. And I think whatever bent it or whatever angle it's at is putting like more than the normal amount of pressure on the bolts I'm trying to get off. I like sprayed some like penetrating fluid in there and like tried like multiple days in a row. Cause I wanted to give the penetrating fluid like time to sink in, but just How no dice. Penetrating fluid. If it's covered. <laughs> That's literally what it's called. I did not come up with that. I would prefer to call it oil, but instead <laughs> it's called penetrating fluid. So um, wait, if they're, if they're synonymous, why not just call it oil? I don't think it is synonymous. Oh, okay. I know what it is. It's like marketed as, you know. Penetrating oil. Penetrating fluid. (laughs) So I think that that my options are to get air tools, which is cool, or take it to a mechanic, but the decision was made much easier because I finally got the title to the car in the mail, which means I can actually like, once it passes inspection, 
I can actually get like a license plate for it. So this whole like DIY was like a great way to like learn about cars and like take advantage of like the quarantine situation kind of otherwise I never would have prioritized car maintenance over like going out with friends um in a novel there there are all these there are all these like very um i'm gonna say it like basic people who have taught themselves how to make bread and you're like yeah well i taught myself how to buy a car at an auction and then fix it myself well i will agree that that is maybe a little bit more complicated but i don't want to jeopardize my relationship with any bread bakers out there. So yeah, maybe we should start the episode over. (laughs) I've damned myself. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But shout out to Billy and to Sophie who were both down to just like hang out Mm -hmm. while working on a car. Sophie is in the process of opening up an ice cream sandwich spot with her partner. So y'all will be hearing the update about that. Anyone who's in St. Louis or considering St. Louis for law school, like I know about an ice cream sandwich spot opening up. So, Dang. so yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's been good. That's my, that's my non-law school update. Sweet. Oh, I'm happy to hear it. I, <laughs> I, I had been thinking about the raccoon mobile and whether or not um, you were going to succeed in this endeavor. I like no matter how much you downplay how quote unquote easy these things are. I am so impressed. Oh my gosh. Thank you. You're welcome. I do have one bruise from it on my hand from like pressing the jack so hard that, that I mean, makes me a little bit badass. Yeah. I was, I was going to say like, you kind of like have to, too right <laughs> and I had like I had like a grease spot on my face mm. when I came inside I was like oh I'm pretty cool <laughs> I'm a pretty a badass I don't know if you've met me what have you been up to what have I been up to well I mean I guess I can just I'm not gonna fall into the trap we always fall into I can start off with my lows okay yeah what's um, been about this week Okay, and this is this is a little bit of a stretch of a low, but hear me out. Um, so, okay, I'm in business associations. You know this, yeah. and seventy five percent of our grade is based on the final, but the other twenty five percent is based on like class participation and what our professor calls deliverables, which are these tiny little micro assignments that he assigns throughout the week. And we had our first deliverable due last week. And it's only worth, I'm telling you, 1% of our grade. This deliverable is worth 1%. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I spent a reasonable amount of time completing it. Basically, I just had to look up a statute and then answer four questions about it. And I turn it in, I get the assignment back, and I'd gotten the answer to one of the questions wrong. So rather than receiving the full 1%, I got a 0.9% on the assignment. Oh um, and like, okay, this is going to say more. Please explain why this is a low. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I know. This is just, this is going to say way more about me than it does anything else. But like that, like that has been like slowly chipping away at me, like the pettiness of it. Mm. Um, <laughs> and like, okay. I know a tenth of a percentage point in the grand scheme of things is really nothing, but for that same exact reason, why deduct it? 
like that's really my thing. Like, why? It just felt so, like I said, petty. And I have been like weirdly in my head about it. And I'm kind of like, well, great. Now I'll never have an A plus in the class. Not that I ever was going to have an A plus anyway, but like still get an A plus. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Business associations was never going to be like the class I did exceptionally well. And could you hold on for just one second? Just one moment, a memento. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to talk. So that no, no, I'm back. Sorry. I just had, oh. to, I had to scold my husband for daring to wash the dishes while I was <laughs> recording the podcast. <laughs> I, wow, audience, you really almost got some dirt on Megan. I was like, I'm just going to talk while she's away. And I'm oh just like, <laughs> a secret. <laughs> what secrets? I don't know. I was going to have to make something up. I didn't want that. To- <laughs> also, I love the I love that you think I like physically stepped away. I when when I'm recording this podcast, I'm plugged into my computer. Like I cannot move. Basic necessities cannot be met. Like <laughs> I thought I I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was an emergency. I don't know. You're so smooth that it something could have been on fire, and you were just like, I'm just gonna step away for a second. You know, memento, por favor, be right back, brb. Why? Oh, yes. Yes. Why getting by by having one tenth of a percentage point shaved off of my my one percent total uh, grade was a low. I mean, I told you at the outset of this that it was a reach of a low. Okay, but I mean, it's just like a little like, like, really, you just like, damn it. (laughs) Like, I I didn't realize that these were going to be graded. I thought it was the type of thing where you turn it in and you get points for trying. And I'm like, which is a thing in law school, people listening, you there are sometimes assignments like that. Right. And this one, it just felt like such low hanging fruit that I was like, Oh, okay. It's we're going to be like that now. All right. I see. I see what you mean. And then, and then (laughs) at the beginning of the next class, after he had, after we'd gotten these grades back, he made a point of announcing like, all right, everyone, like you all did a good job. You all turned in your, your deliverable on time. Uh, if you didn't get an email from me, it means that you got a hundred percent. If you did get an email from me, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm imagining I'm like one of four people who, I don't know. Aww. That's just where my brain defaults. You know what I mean? Like somehow, like I'm in like, now I'm in like the bad kid pool. And this, this is just my own, my own shit. And I think that other people probably feel this way too. Sometimes it's like, I don't, the very first thing that I do for you, I do it wrong or like not a hundred percent. Right. And so now like you have marked me, I'm thinking in my head, like you professor have marked me as a person who is only worth 0.9% of a total percentage point. Great. (laughs) That this is reminding me of something that I'll bring up in Milo, but we don't have that camaraderie by being remote as much. Like you can't just turn to people around you. Not that everyone's always comparing and discussing grades, but like if you could just, if you had a couple buddies in class to be like, Oh man, like I didn't get a hundred. And if they were all like, Oh no, I didn't get a hundred. Like he seems like a harsh grader. It would, you would just immediately, you know, it would diffuse. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it's like, we're just alone. We have no idea how everyone else is doing. <laughs> right. I mean, my only frame of reference is Brittany and like, 
I don't know what it is. I think that the law school gods paired Brittany and I like in some kismet universe because not only have we had all of the exact same classes from day one, we always seem to get like the exact same grade. Like I'm like, just, I have no, I, I have no idea like, how this happens, but it does even remotely, <laughs> even when we can't like be with each other and study. Wow. But aside from Brittany, I have no idea how anybody else is doing ever. Man. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I guess I, I could see that that would be a low for me too. I have a quiz coming up. Um, and yeah, it's gonna feel like that for me too. So I won't, I won't make too much fun of you for that being a low. Is this your low? This um, impending quiz? That is listed as one of my highs. Not oh. the fact that we have a quiz. Well, kind of. Okay, so for the listeners, often your grade will be one hundred percent determined by the final. In my mm-hmm. tax class, eighty percent of our grade is the final. Twenty percent is like these quizzes that happen throughout the semester. And I didn't really have much information on the quizzes. Like in the syllabus, it's like, oh, there are some low stakes quizzes throughout the semester. Okay. And I'm like, it's not low stakes if it's 20% of your grade. Right? Yeah, don't lull us into a false sense of security here. And yeah, I just didn't know if it was like going to be like a pop quiz or something like, and in Zoom, they do have those... Um, questions that can pop up like multiple choice like during the class and you can like select and I didn't know if that was what he meant so I just emailed my professor to ask more about it and the reason this is a high is because they are take home open book like not timed or the timing is very generous like one of those because he said timing shouldn't be an issue and Mm -hmm. that is great I mean, in effect, it means that 100% of your grade is your final because who is going to blow this? But it's still like enough stakes to actually like put in the effort um, just so that, you know, you're still competing with everyone else to get as good of a grade as you can on the final. So, I mean, that's just a high because I feel like I'm going to learn better that way. And um, it is like a low stakes environment. It's, I had made it out to be like much worse in my head. The takeaway of that is just you can email your professor to ask them what quizzes are going to be like. So maybe they won't answer, but maybe they'll just tell you exactly what the quiz will be like and what it is. Yeah. The worst thing a professor can do ever is say, no. (laughs) Sorry. No. Yeah. Yeah. You got any other lows or lows? No, not really. No. I mean, That was already a little bit of a reach. Um, I do have a good high, though, if we're ready to move on to highs. Well, I have a low. Right. That's right. That You were yeah, marketing that as a was, high. <laughs> I forgot. It was just it was just finding out that the quiz was take home, not the, not the presence of the quiz. But, yeah, my low – so my low is, like, similar to the isolation thing, just that my clinic work is kind of confusing. I mean, you might expect that because – I'm not actually an attorney. I'm like a student attorney. Like I have cases. What do I know? Why should I have cases? I don't know. Um, And it just is feeling weird to be so isolated and not actually working in a clinic environment with a group of other students. Right. Like I have no idea if like the amount of work I'm putting in is like what the professors expected. Obviously, if it's like 
much less. I'm sure they would just like have a conversation with me. But there must be some range of like the type of work, the quality of work, the amount of work that people are doing. And I just like, <laughs> I don't know. It would be great to just be able to chat with people. Um, and they set up this like Zoom session for people to just chat. We can count it towards our work hours without oh, that. Like, awesome. Yeah, I'm the only one who ever goes. I keep it open. I keep the Zoom window open. And I just keep doing other work until people come, but people don't come. So that's okay. It's fine. They're just doing work with a camera on. <laughs> like I turn the camera off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. And just being in person, like being able to physically like pull out a folder of someone's like tax documents. Like imagine mm -hmm. how many documents I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Put them all on a table and be like, okay. I see why they filled this out like that, whatever. But I'm just like clicking through folders on a computer. I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't hate the work. And like my professors are good. My like partner, Zach, is great um, to work with. I can't actually, like the clinic is not bad. I just like feel kind of like I don't know where I stand with it right now. Um, but I did get to make a spreadsheet this week. So that's good. You don't Especially, usually get to do that in law school, so. <laughs> right. and don't, I, don't know, I don't know if you feel this way, but whenever I have an opportunity to make a spreadsheet, and I do, I just feel this enormous, like, sense of calm just settling in on me. I'm like, ah, yes. Yeah. A spreadsheet. Absolutely. Order has been restored. <laughs> <laughs> and I know how to do this. This is great. Yes. Yes. Um. I have mess. Well, do you have mess? Are I you do. ready for it? I, I, I am, I'm always ready for a mess. And I, I don't have one this week. I had a general announcement, a which good... I will Okay. I will save. Well, let's see. My mess are just like, I'm kind of laughing. Like the wild deed is still, still <laughs> wild. Um, Just like, well, either it's going to work out or it's not. So it's a mess. Uh, for me, but I'm like, where, where, who owns the house, you know, that I've been looking at, who owns that? Why is this so hard to find that? I don't know. Um, give it to me. Why <laughs> is it? Clearly nobody else wants I, it. <laughs> so I don't know about that. And well, yeah, that might not be fair. I think my other met is just like, I emailed someone in career services today, but that's like the only thing I've done so far in my job search. And I probably like the beginning of the semester is a pretty good time to start hustling because like other stuff hasn't quite picked up yet. Mm -hmm. But instead, I've just been taking advantage of how nice and calm it is to watch reality television. Why? Oh, no. What are you watching? I watched both seasons of Glow Up. It's a makeup competition. Ooh. Yeah. Um, why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to know why. I just need to know if it's good. Because you know I'm going to watch it if you say it's good. I think it is. I think it's good. It's a cool show. They, You get to watch people do like glamorous makeup, drag makeup, prosthetics, like sci-fi type of makeup. Oh. Like to win, you have to be good at all of it. Okay, and that would be difficult to be good at like drag and prosthetics yeah. and like yeah. making someone's face look natural while also somehow simultaneously caked in front of Season two is better than season one. That's what I would recommend. 
Okay. And the person who won was the person who I wanted to win. And that is partially why I like it more than interior design masters. <laughs> Fair enough. God, anyways, <laughs> tell me about your eyes. This is, I'm really like in that meh mind space. It's not a right. great. Right. Well, I mean, I think the meh mind space is kind of a nice place to be because it means that like, you know, the the optimism of the beginning has kind of faded, but like just like the death doom stare of finals and like stress and all that hasn't quite set in yet. You're just kind of yeah. hanging out, drifting, doing the work, <laughs> but not killing yourself over it. Yes. I, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like I, I kind of wake up every morning and think, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. But then when I sit down to start doing it, I'm like, actually, I think I just made up a lot of what I thought I had to do. Like I'm like... Things are still pretty chill, pretty chill, um, which is which has taken some getting used to because this time last year it was like trying to learn torts and civil procedure and like also learn legal jargon and like just how to be a law student. Oh my god, way too overwhelming. Um, I would take two L over one L any day, any day. I think so too. Yeah. Um, but that is not at all related to my high, actually. Okay. Um, so you will recall last week I had said, um, I had talked about how I had turned in an application and at the, in like the 11th hour for, uh, the MLK internship through legal aid. Of North yeah. Carolina. And then I got back to you like at so like 7am. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the big takeaway here is, you know, turn in your application late so that it's at the top of the pile the next morning. <laughs> Who knows? Um, okay, but but so, so I had my interview, and I'm feeling cautiously optimistic about how it went, but the real high was <clears throat> not the interview, but my interviewer, um, okay. which, like, how can – when does that ever happen, you know? So – I guess, like, do you ever just feel like, wow, this person was in the right place at the exact right time and said the exact right thing to me? I've seen that in movies. I don't know if I don't know if that's happened to me in person. Like, it I like felt. The idea of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I love the idea of it. It's just you know, I I feel like I so desperately kind of like crave meaningful mentorship that or like guidance in some way. And I'm, I'm always kind of extending, I feel like I, I, I present as being very open to this. Um, mm-hmm. But seldom have I found somebody that I've looked at and gone, yes, like you a hundred percent. And I'm not saying that's who this person was, but it's how it felt in this, in this interview. So let me explain a little bit. Okay. So like at this point in my law school journey, and especially, like people who've been listening to this from the beginning will already know this, but it's worth it's worth repeating that the temptation to sell out and take a low emotional investment but high paying legal job or higher paying legal job, let's be real, um, post grad, the temptation looms really large, right? So yeah. I'm already ninety thousand dollars in debt, mm-hmm. and I'm halfway through school and by the time I'm done it'll probably be closer to like $150,000 and that's with a scholarship covering 40% of my tuition and with graduating six months earlier than than a normal program okay yeah (laughs) like 
the thought of leaving law school and taking a job that pays less, and I mean significantly less than I was making before I got a JD, just makes my head spin. Like one of my professors who worked at Legal Aid um, as her first job after graduating law school kept it really real with us. She was like, I mean, this was years ago, but I'm imagining the figure hasn't changed much. She said, I'm not going to lie. I made $40,000 a year. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm excited screaming like no 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 so yeah like the thought the thought of doing this work um be, when you think about money it, it is a little hard but so I'm talking about this because one of the things that this that we you and me aimed to do with this podcast was to hold ourselves accountable to the reasons why we started law school in the first place um yes. and another thing another reason was because we wanted to give candid accounts of what law school was like. And I think for people like you and me who entered into this law school thing or who are thinking about entering into it with the hopes of being more valuable to a social justice movement, this back and forth inner monologue is one that like will, will happen and won't stop happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, Everything you're saying, I agree with. I am also, I do that back and forth. And when you just said, like, we're keeping ourselves accountable, I'm like, that's right. Aren't yeah, you doing like, that? <laughs> money. Yeah. Right, right. I'm cring I cringe at myself, like, all the time. Me too. Yeah. Me too. And not, we have to have Brittany on one of these days. I swear Please. to you. Brittany, I'm, like, hello. just speaking for her. <laughs> but, yeah. but she and I were having, like, this kind of, like, at least on my end, it felt like a very emotional uh, eye message chat last week after we watched Ava DuVernay's 13th, um, the, the documentary, um, basically about like the prison industrial complex and how it just eats black people alive. Um, whew, yeah. Anyway, so it's just like, it's just this like constant, like emotional fatigue, compassion fatigue before the actual work has even set in. But I... <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting kind of far away from my point. So let me reel this back in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So back to this interview, back to the interviewer. We had a great time talking and it felt like a lot of our conversation was a deviation from the scripted questions that he'd planned on asking. Like we, we did a lot of just like- just a real conversation. Just a real conversation. Oh my goodness, yes. yes. We had a lot in common and- we just seemed to really kind of align ideologically. Um, and I told him about my interest in working with uh, wills and like helping lower income people keep assets and, and wealth, generational wealth in their family so that it can kind of build up and all that. Um, then towards the end of our conversation, he, so actually let me pause really quick. So I, I, I say this, I, the wills thing, because when you're working with estate planning, wills and trusts and all that, you're really not spending much, if any time in a courtroom. Like you're working behind the scenes one-on-one -on -one with people, like getting documents in order, okay? Yeah, it's like the people who don't have their will ready, then right. it goes to court, yeah. Right, they're not coming in. I mean, they could come in to the legal aid office and do this, but they're generally not coming in and like, trying to arbitrate a matter around a will like they're they're coming in to get to get a will in order um so i tell him about this and then 
he gets at the end of our conversation, he gave me this again, like completely off script, like off the cuff, impassioned speech. I'm like, it was like a speech about how litigating cases for poor people is the real way to impact social justice. Like he was trying to convince you not to do wills. No, 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 no. He was was really respectful of the wills thing. Totally. Like very much on board with that. But like, it was like he was speaking from his own experience and his and his own opinion, not like crapping on my idea at all. Okay. Um, but he went on for probably like three minutes straight, and I was completely enraptured. Like if we were sitting face to face, I think I would have like had my hands balled up under my chin, like just like leaning on the table, like watching, listening. I mean, he had me. So he said something to the effect of like. He alone cannot change the law, but he alone can affect the way the law is applied to his clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and while the changes that he was making are really incremental, they're plentiful because of how many clients he has and how many people are considered poor and in need of zealous legal representation. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you lose a case in court, the good faith effort that you are making as an attorney representing them is sometimes enough to kind of change a client's outlook on the legal system and like what advocacy looks like and all that. Um, anyway, by the end of it, I was like 10,000% sold on his thesis <laughs> that litigation is the way to make real change. Um, wow. I need to hear that speech because I am not 10,000% sold on the thesis that litigation is the way to make change. I'm, so, I'm very jaded. I'm very jaded about the legal system. Yeah. I, and I, I think for good reason, I think for a really good reason. <laughs> I mean, he clearly, he clearly must be a really good litigator because well, he also, I'm just like so jazzed that you would be working with someone in a like public interest setting. Who's not burned out. Like right. and jaded. that's kind of rare. Right. I mean that I, I hadn't thought like Lydia. Yes. I had not had that thought crystallize in my brain, but I like, I was on that vibe about it, but you're absolutely right. Like he has been doing this for 10 plus years. He is, he does not appear to be jaded whatsoever. He appears to be like a hard lifer. Um, And that is the energy that I'm, that is that is that mentor energy I was talking about. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yes, like you. Like I felt the same way listening to him talk that I felt when I was reading, you know, Just Mercy last summer. Mm. I was like, yes, 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 yes. So I'm jamming on his energy. And then that got me thinking, like once the interview was over, I was thinking even more about why I've said things in the past, like, I've said this actually explicitly, like, I don't want to be a litigator. I've said this for years. Like, when I was talking about going to law school, I was like, yeah, I want to go to law school, but I don't think I want to be a litigator. And it's like, why am I tiptoeing around this thing that I actually know I would be really good at? Yeah, you crushed it for mock trial. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, like, it's like, you why? Can, you could totally crush it. Why can't, I think this is just, this is a little bit of a, of a me specific thing. Like my, I remember my, my mom always kind of like calling me out for not trying something that I knew that I, that I suspected I wouldn't be the best at. Like she was like, you should try things even though you might not be the best. Like that's (laughs) not the point. 
yeah. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this, you know, I, I just, his, that interview, his speech, it got me really thinking, got me really in my feelings, wow. um, but in the best way possible. Um, yeah. And I just, you know, he, he placed this idea in my head. It was like, he came along at this, at this, it feels like like a juncture in my in my law school path and my legal journey where I was like really flirting with taking this other road like yeah like I could go be like a contracts attorney like I could like work at a private law firm and like make a hundred thousand dollars a year like pretty soon after law school doing like document review and stuff mm-hmm. like I was really flirting with that <laughs> like really really <laughs> thinking about it and I was like yeah and I was justifying it and I and again I don't think that there's a right or a wrong answer to this I'm not morally judging anybody for picking that road um but I was thinking like yeah I could do that job and like just you know donate a bunch of money and like do a bunch of pro bono work Mm -hmm. but he's it was like he was like standing right in the middle of that juncture and like gave me that speech and I was like well shit here we go (laughs) back back to the OG path like I don't know. Right as rain. It just felt really good. That is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, top that, Lydia. (laughs) I can't. I definitely, I'm, I'm, it's been just so hard to find, find, like, find things that are what I want to do. And it's, like, even harder to just, like, forge my own path. And... I mean, I, I'm doing that with my like note for the law journal, but for finding jobs and stuff, um, I think I expected that it would be hard to find what I wanted to do, but I thought it would be easier to just like make it, make my own way. And now mm-hmm. I'm like, well, maybe I should make my own way after I pay off debts. Right. But I don't know. I hate it. I I just need to be more serious about like looking and being creative and such before I let myself give in to the dark side. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be like, well, I looked online on LinkedIn and there wasn't anything. So that's why I sold out. Like, no. Right. You have to go a little deeper than just Google searching climate change attorney. Like, Yes, exactly. And I think I I haven't really I haven't fully considered like the full sellout. I've been considering like I mean the tax stuff I'm doing now isn't that bad and that seems like pretty morally neutral. Like you're very much bound by the tax code. So even if you're helping a company like do their taxes, it's like you're not really helping them. I don't know. It seems more neutral than just like litigating for them against like the people that they've screwed over. And then I feel the same way about corporate immigration work. It's like everyone should be able to cross borders. So I don't mind like helping, you know, engineers who want to cross borders in addition to like some pro bono asylum cases, like I guess. I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not at the level of like representing um, oil companies yet or anything wow. like that. <laughs> The that day be, that you're at that level, I'm casting you into an oil bin. You you are gone. I need that, I need that threat yeah. hanging over me. Yeah. I will not allow it. I will not allow it. Excellent. I will be your moral compass. <laughs> but I did see that you made a note about an upcoming event. And I do want to go to that. 
and maybe we'll even see each other there. I'll let you announce it though, since you did all the research work. Okay. Yeah. So, um, dang it. And I meant to do this at the top of the episode. So I'm hoping that we anybody, should just start over. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to start over. No. Uh, so I'm hoping that anybody who would be interested in this is still listening, but, um, as a general announcement for any law students or recent grads of law school, uh, the Equal Justice Works is hosting their annual conference and career fair virtually this year. It usually happens in Virginia, but now it's uh, free to attend nearly. Um, it's actually it's $25 to register, but when you factor in the fact that you won't have to travel and get lodging and all that, it is oh, like... Yeah, it's way cheaper than normal. This, yeah, this yeah. is the time to do it. You were looking for a COVID silver lining. This is it. Yeah. Um, so the, the virtual conference and career fair is happening uh, on August 24th, or sorry, 22nd to the 24th. October. Just October. So, yeah. Did I not say October? You said August, which it's like, it, wow. time doesn't mean anything in your defense. It, Dang anymore. it. Oh my God. Ooh, she's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's October 22nd to the 24th. Yes. Um, and I signed up this last week and Lydia is signing up too. And it might be really fun to see us on Zoom, <laughs> to see each other on Zoom. Um, but before you spend your $25 on registration, and to answer the question I'm sure you're all asking yourselves, no, they haven't paid us to plug their event. Um, oh my gosh, I would. <laughs> but they should. No, before you pay the $25 to register, you should go onto their website and see, check to see if your law school has agreed to cover the cost of your registration fee, because there's a list of probably like 40 schools that who are covering the 25 for their students. Um, yeah, that's nice of them. I know. Unfortunately, WashU and Elon are not on that list. So um, we had to fork over our own 25 bucks. But in addition to the the conference and career fair, they're uh, they're having like so there are pre scheduled interviews and there are employers who are coming um, with set interview times and I believe the deadline to submit your cover letter and resume is September eighteenth. I'm not sure if that's the date, but it is it, this week. I think it's on Friday. Yeah. That's pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you want, if you're like trying to get an interview with any of these employers, yeah, you should sign up this week and, and turn that in, but, uh, d definitely do your own homework on the, on the deadline. Right. I kind of, yeah. So that's Rosh Hashanah. Happy oh. new year to ha anyone celebrating. Happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it? 5779. One second. That's not relevant. I mean, it's fine. I don't know what what year. What are you be. doing right now? I'm just looking up the year in the Jewish calendar. Oh. <laughs> what, 5770. What are you doing? <laughs> 5780, I think. Hold on. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Lydia. Again, um, the people are here for the unscripted raw content, and they are getting it today. That's right. Wait. Oh, my gosh. Maybe it's 5781. I'm gonna I'm gonna text somebody. Um, I just don't use that calendar very often. So I ha that's related. This is related, Rosh Hashanah. This is related to my last high of the week. I, oh. I saved one to end on a high note. Which is that it's fall. It was like the first it felt like fall today for the very first time. And I went on a bike ride and it was so great. 
I hated coming inside to do work, but I feel like I, I really want to do take semester like Sundays off this semester. Just because there's something about fall that I was like, oh yeah, I should be outside. And I had a pumpkin spice latte and it was Yes. Oh, that's good. I we went to Trader Joe's today. Um, and I went in on some pumpkin shit. <laughs> I got pumpkin yes. waffles, I got uh, butternut squash mac and cheese, which I had for dinner. Whoa, how's that? It is so good. I highly recommend it. Yeah. Just yeah, I want all, that. All here. 5781. Sorry, I finally figured it out. Well, Lydia, you got anything else for the people? Um, oh, man. Oh, everyone look forward to maybe getting to hear an excerpt from my actual evidence class because I spoke up in class last time. It was part of a group project and I was the one presenting our group's uh, submission and then got a compliment from the professor. And the whole situation is fun, maybe. We had this like scenario of a bank robbery and then our professor gave us like some fact about the defendant and the prosecution had to say why that fact was relevant and the defense had to say why it wasn't relevant and we could make up whatever scenario we wanted. Um, So that might sound confusing and it won't be relevant if I can't even get permission from the school. My professor gave me permission to play the clip, but I, I know it might go against the school's like privacy policy for Zoom recordings. So TBD, but that'll be a fun to have people actually listen to part of our class. That would you know, be like a minute, like a minute total, but yeah, I'm really hopeful that this that this happens. I loved evidence. Yeah, you crushed evidence, right? I did gonna, do very well in evidence, yes. Surprisingly. You. Yeah. <laughs> Not surprisingly at all. Oh you <laughs> Uh, well, so you have to maybe look forward to fall, um, feasting, Zoom recordings, and pumpkin spice. Yeah. Well, all right, buddy. Until next week. Okay. See you okay. later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Miss you. Miss you too. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>